Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm Ben Sanderson's obvious impotence. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. I don't know if I started drinking because my wife left me or my wife left me because I started drinking. But fuck it anyway. You can fuck me in the ass. You can come on my face. Just keep it out of my hair. I just washed it. So, why are you killing yourself? Interesting choice of words. I don't remember. I just know that I want to. Cue that. Cue the theme song. Baby, Well, Ben, we really liked having you around. But you know how it is. I'm sorry. What are you going to do now? You can never, never ask me to stop drinking. I don't remember if I started drinking because my wife left me or my wife left me because I started drinking. Fuck it anyway. All right. Had a couple of drinky poos. Gonna go out with Elizabeth Shoe. <laughs> uh, leaving Las Vegas. 1995. We have Nick Cage, Elizabeth Shoe. Julian Sands, Richard Lewis has a little bit. Um, French Stewart has a little bit. There's a couple other faces you definitely recognize. Must have been doing favors for someone. Budget, three and a half, four million bucks tops. So that's why we see Mike Figgis directing, writing, music. Surprised he wasn't third billing. Um, yeah, made for three and a half, four mil, brought in around 50. Uh, so... It got some uh, buzz, got a couple of Oscar nods, and an Oscar win for, is he crazy or not, Nick Cage. Gotta love that guy, hey? Uh, not Nick. his typical, this is before he was a, became the action star, maybe, 95? Oh, this is when he was doing really weird stuff. Um, uh, this is when he was doing all of his wild, crazy movies. Are you insisting his, uh, that he's not still doing weird stuff? Well, no, but this was when he was doing before people took him as. A I watched serious. a movie recently where he doesn't have a line of dialogue and he's the main character. So, so, so there is two different th- two. There's three phases of Nick Cage's life. There's the <laughs> there's the raising Arizona, um, moon moonstruck, with like weird, very weird offbeat characters. And then there's right after this, there was the serious Nick Cage. Like he's a dramatic the actor. action star. No, but then it was, was a, that after? there was a teeny little dramatic actor in there where he's now he's dramatic because he won an Oscar. And then it went action star. And then it went crazy again. Came like full circle. <laughs> so yeah. he's so it's actually four stages of his career. And he's in now on uh, the one where he's making fun of himself. What if he's never want, been crazy? He's just always been like, why the fuck not? I mean, actually, no. He went crazy and he needed no, to work. Yeah. That's why all those movies happened. Who yeah. yeah, this is yeah. a man like, who had... The guy, bought a, the guy bought a T-Rex uh, skeleton for like a fucking... He, or a T-Rex head for like a million dollars. And he owned three castles. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, awesome purchases, but he could not afford them, man. <laughs> They Everybody pro- owes it to themselves and, and to go Ireland. watch a uh, a compilation of Nick Cage on go on to YouTube and go watch the community episode that. where he yes. goes to the Nick Cage uh, class. 
yeah that is awesome. good that is really good episode it's amazing um, yeah this is and so this would be the movie that made people think that he was a dramatic actor uh well he won an academy award for god's sake so yeah, yeah this changed his career and elizabeth shoes a little bit uh, although she got an oscar nod for this as well so yeah which i think um, she deserves that, that community episode is uh, season five episode two Nice and job. our fans of the show, if you like our show, you should go watch Community. You'd like Community. You'd like Community. We, we, we're pretty sure. Like um, yeah, Shu got the Oscar nod for this, um, and, and well Cage deserved. took it down, which was... Um, it, I don't uh, think Shu did deserve it. I don't know. I think she's Shall think we she's jump better. right into it, or do you want to talk think, about what the movie's well, about? I think Shu's better than him. I mean... Really? Oh, yeah. I feel like there's well, a lot of the times where I feel like it's not real. It's forced. Especially in the beginning, some of the more silly over the top stuff, like holding the phone backwards or upside down and pretending like he's talking into it and then getting up and hugging the assistant. And there's a lot of a weirdness in the beginning of the movie that felt like the way he even talked and stuff felt a little bit more like the Nick Cage from a Raising Arizona movie or something. Do you know what I mean? He. Yeah. He has some really, really solid dramatic stuff in here later in the movie when he's talking about her not making him quit drinking and stuff. But there's a lot of silly Nick Cage in this in the start. Yeah. No, you are right. I just I just found some of Shoes stuff later to be. I don't know. It seemed like and I hate to say it because I love Elizabeth Shoe and I do love her in this movie, but I just found some of the stuff later, like when she's reaching that stage of desperation. Right. And uh, like right around when she starts asking him to go to a doctor or whatever, some of that like that breathless like exhaustion of him seems. I mean, it seems like she's reaching a bit on it. It doesn't seem as authentic. Yeah, the, for me, the reason why. Otherwise, I love her, man. The reason why, though, for Shu is because to me, Shu is the main character in this movie, not him. He is the secondary character because I don't know anything about why he's an alcoholic or what's going on. We talked about this all when we were watching it. They could have established very simply in the beginning of this movie him driving a car and with his wife and his kid in it. And he had a couple of drinks at a ceremony that they all went to and they're in their taxes and stuff. And then he gets in a car accident and then you cut to where the movie begins and his wife and his kid are dead. He killed them in a drinking and driving accident. If you would have given me that at the beginning of this movie, I would have like been able to identify with his character. But he is so vague as to why he is the way he is. I never understand or feel like I know him. And with the obvi- so what we, what I do. What, well, first of all, our buddy Ben has a dream. Ben Sanderson wants to go to Las Vegas and drink his ass to death. I don't think that's his dream. I think that's what he wants to do now because his dream is dead. I suppose. I would have liked to have uh, known what his dream was, it. though. I don't know what his dream was that died. I don't know anything. No, I know so nothing. On, on, his, on, his, on his journey to crush himself, he meets Sarah, S-E-R-A, different yes, spelling, um, <laughs> who's a prostitute working in Vegas, and they strike up a, a romance. A romantic relationship. Romantic relationship. Um, but old Ben is more in love with the booze and killing himself than he is with Sarah and so things don't work out too well for them. <gasps> Leaving Las Vegas. Ah. Yeah. 
lots of struggles in this. Um, so, okay. So I agree with Colin that um, Ben's hard for me to get behind just because I don't know his shit. He seems to be have been at one point a very successful writer and obviously a likable guy, um, but has some rocky shit with his family. That's his wife and he doesn't get to see his son. He drinks a shitload. He's losing his job. Like I get it's all going downhill for him, but um, I think I would have appreciated like a little bit more so I could see what Ben is striving to get back to. Yeah, he's he, and and this movie doesn't sugarcoat anything. This is a this is more of a observe this happening yeah. than get behind these characters and hope for their success. Like you kind of know there's there's no happiness at the end of this tunnel. The movie's kind of. Um, trick it's not the right word it's not trying to trick us but the whole thing of the movie is that it's you have that hope i think throughout but that's just good natured and and happy stories don't have happy endings right it's just Um, it's missing this movie is missing a setup in a very very specific way it would be like starting for getting sarah marshall when after she already broke up with him and you didn't see the breakup and you just see him like going on those dates and stuff or whatever or maybe when he just gets to hawaii you need the setup for me to like well, get behind the character before the bad thing happens to him that instigates the story. Like it's I mean, missing a whole section at the beginning of this movie. They like I feel like logically we all know, right? It's clear that it was um well actually we don't know because he talks about his <laughs> he doesn't know if it's his wife left him because of his drinking or if his drinking came after his wife left him. Um I mean I mean, it's tough, man. I I go back and forth between needing it and just understanding that he is this way. And it's obvious that his career, he's like, you know, but the the reason unhappy with who he is, the reason why you need it is because you can relate then to his struggle. Um, And otherwise he's just struggling. It's just like, he's just drowning. When we meet him, he's already drowning and we don't know how he got into the water. Yeah, so sure. it's just like, and he doesn't, he doesn't want to get out though. So there's no, and he doesn't that, want to get that out as well. Yeah. Um, so it's, what's inter- what I did find interesting is that I am, I wondered at one point if they, if Elizabeth Shue was going to be the main character in this, because there's m- much more potential around what's happening around here. They, they kind of play off that Latvian pimp guy yeah. who obviously has the Russian mafia that, that Nick Cage drives by at the gas station for for some reason, and the, but yeah. then the, the Russian the Russian slash Latvian thing never goes anywhere. It never threatens her. She just seems to be able to walk away from it. Not that I wanted it to happen, but I thought, you know, maybe she could have been mixed up in some of that, um, and, and that would flow against her and and Nick's thing. But Nick is like more the guy and her coach, not us following Nick Cage around as as much. I don't know. It could it could have gone either way, and I think this movie still could have been. As as powerful, but the way they the way they they kind of also framed it was they they had the movie being like a more normal movie with Nick Cage, but when you meet her, it's more of a documentary, and she's talking to the camera, telling stories that you can really relate with. So you get to know her past and how she ended up here, and 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 what she's doing in Las Vegas, why she moved out, and stuff. She talks about it directly to the camera. So yeah, like, she seems to why? have a shrink somewhere and yeah. she goes regularly because she's not talking. She's not telling that story and we're seeing interspersed bits of history. It in looks between. like she's, she's in a documentary. It's different every time. It's not breaking the wall. No, it's, it's so it's like she's doing that like weekly because she talks about looking for him 
Yeah, um, that's true. But that's when, what I'm when saying. They're though. not together for a time. That's so. why this movie doesn't work for me structurally because she's the main character that I get behind and I want to see succeed. I don't care if he drinks himself to death or not. I, I care that it hurts her and affects her when he won't stop and he says he's going to leave. When he like cheats on her with her competition and she comes home and finds him and he still hasn't slept with her, but he bring yeah. another woman home. I was yeah. devastated for her. Not, yeah. I don't give a fuck about him. It just made me hate him even more. I didn't hate him. I felt sorry for him before, but now I hated him. No, I think definitely uh, she, Sarah, is the sympathetic character. Like, we don't feel sorry for Ben Sanderson. Ben Sanderson, we very clearly can tell, would still be a successful writer had he not kind of drank himself into the ground. Right, he's become somewhat of an embarrassment, somewhat of a joke, it seems, um, and he's lost his respect. Uh, and I think that's where he's fucking fallen down. Right? It's uh it's it's not the character that's sympathetic. It's not the person that you relate to. Definitely, even though Elizabeth Shue is like some crazy prostitute in Vegas, she still her emotions seem more real and tied to. Um, reality we can more relate to ourselves in that position i guess than we can the the idea of going to vegas to drink yourself to death sounds to me to tell you the truth fucking bananas man i can't imagine <laughs> drinking yourself to death jesus it's got to be a one night thing where you slam like 360s and call it a night yeah. and just be like if you wake me up after like if you see me puking on my back just leave me i'm yeah. sleeping fine um like, yep that's the only way. You don't slowly drink yourself to death. Do you know what kind of miserable agony that would be? You can see later in the movie, he's actually like yellowing, like as his liver fails. Jesus yeah. Christ. The movie underplays vastly yes. the consequences of this man's decisions to basically only consume booze. He's drinking two sixes. He needs two two sixes for the shower. This is not a man that's making it as far as this movie goes. But no, you're totally right. But think about if the movie opened with Elizabeth Shue talking to the camera. You never saw any of that Ben Sanders stuff about him being a screen. Not you saw nothing. It just opens with her talking to the camera, maybe with some of the Russian guy, and then she meets him. And that's the movie. That's what the movie could have been. You could have edited it so that was the movie. Because we don't... All of that stuff back in L.A., Do we? does it matter that he was a screenwriter? Does it matter that he was down on his luck? Did it matter? None of that stuff matters. Only to support how he like, got such a big severance, I yeah, guess. but who cares? We don't it need to know that it, either. I he watched, just had a it severance. Takes, in, it takes, we, we don't know where he got his money. Who gives a shit? It takes 16 minutes to get to the credits where he goes to Las Vegas. So, so yeah. the opening of this movie to the inciting incident is 16 and, minutes. And this is, minute, this is an hour and 51 minute movie. You could have made this an hour and 37, an like hour and that's 40. That's like a, a prologue. Do you know what I mean? And then after well, he dies the at the end, he she drives off into the sunset. She 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 leaves Las Vegas. She drives. That's what you could have put at the end of the movie. And it was about her leaving Las Vegas because she met this drunk guy who drunk himself to death. But That's let me tell movie. you, in your talking about that structure, <laughs> I actually began to like this more. I like the clever, um, the clever, clever. Uh, baton switch between main character thinking that Nick Cage, but really being Elizabeth Shue, 
starting on the Nick Cage so we can understand that story, but then seeing Elizabeth Shue come in and realizing that she's the sympathetic character, the character that we're following, and that we we follow her to the end, which I know, Colin, that you like because I know that you have worked on scripts where you were thinking about doing the thing where a different character starts yeah. and isn't the actual main character. And that, that can be really great if done well, and I don't think that it's done poorly here, actually. I, I do only because... It's I don't because I don't really care about the first sixteen minutes. I'm bored by the time he goes to Vegas when I watch. I it. do agree. So that you're that boring. Takes way too long. So you're boring me. So you want to yeah. spend your the first sixteen minutes boring the shit out of me? Like no, you do not. You do not want to do that in a movie. You want it to move. You want the movie to move. Start with yeah. her. She meets him, and we're off to the races, baby. <laughs> Because he's a crazy Maybe. character. You don't have to know anything ab that, about that 16 minutes. Those scenes would be stronger if you didn't know any of that his, shit. His life is more interesting than hers, though, because we've seen her story a million times, right? But not as well as it's told here. I feel like you're you right. You don't think but so? Like, no. Well, like, think of something else that you remember. I don't know. I know it's a cliche. I know it's a cliche, My but fantasies. I don't remember. Yeah, our fantasies. But I I think uh, I think her story is the best example of th this cliche. You know. Yeah, and then, it, it it definitely humanizes um uh prostitutes, I guess. Um in a no, way well, that I mean, most movies don't. It it should. Prostitutes are are humans, right? Yeah, of course, but they're it's usually they're they're shown in such a like one-dimensional light like they're out for the tricks and that's it. Yeah, they usually but, portray like, them as as soulless like a, right. a, like and, a peripherals kind yeah, of like, like gutter rats set, or whatever set it's pieces, gross. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um when really yeah, they're doing a huge favor to a ton of people. I fully yeah, and support if they can them. if they can yeah, no, 100% if they can do that job and not like imagine if it had like a good environment and like it was safe and all that. It was like, "Hey, go ahead, right in here or some safe space to do that." Yay. Like why is that a fucking thing that's frowned upon? Yeah, no, you go to the hotel and uh you fucking log in yeah. and everyone there has got health checks and they're there because they want to be. Right? Yeah, and they get they're paid like decently. Yeah. yeah. And they're taxed and everyone's happy. The government And I can happy. carry out my affairs in a nice way. Yeah, I can come on anybody I want to as long as they are <laughs> it's in the, like, the It's hotel. always great when people make fun of like <laughs> that type of cliche. Like, There's really funny episodes I've seen of sitcoms like 30 Rock where, where they go to the strip club and someone makes a joke about the stripper or whatever. And she's like, I'm six months away from becoming an having my degree in architecture. And they're like, oh, yeah. sorry or whatever. Like to me, that's, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... Yeah, the breaking of the cliche is what's good. This movie doesn't do that uh, yeah. at all, <laughs> but I think this movie is the cliche. It's 1995. It you're yeah, saying that I it's mean, the foundation for it? Yeah, maybe one of the biggest ones for our generation. Yeah, I like in, in different than other um, characters who portray similarly. Or um, she's not apologetic for what she does. In fact, even after she gets away from her pimp, she goes out on her own to do yeah. that job. So she's never, she never says like, I want to get out of here. I want to leave. She's just trying to live a quiet, normal life. And for whatever reason, falls in love with Ben, I guess, cause he didn't, couldn't and didn't want to fuck her. Um, was their first night together. Um, she's pretty much into him straight after that. I don't get like, but I don't get the allure of Ben either. <laughs> 
fucked if I do too. I I, yeah, I tried I to find it. Like yeah, that's the thing is that time. he has the he has the smallest amount of charm, right? Yeah. He has it's charm, cheesy but it's, charm. Yeah, it is cheesy charm, and it's it's like a like a lounge singer charm, mm-hmm. and it's sprinkled in to moments. But otherwise, he is not a compelling person. Like I can see, I can see putting yourself in her position for the right person. But he by no means like she just it makes her character look so crazy desperate. Yeah. And I just don't buy her as that desperate. If she is that desperate, then fine, right? Like like I think I think what it make, is though make her more of an exhaustive, like like just out of it, right? But the like yeah. even John said, like she goes back to it even after she leaves her pimp. She goes back to work. And like sure it's the only thing she knows, but like, think about what we could be doing here. But the the reason why I think I the reason I kind of got why she was with him was because he was a guy who was so fucked up that he was never going to judge her being fucked up, and she was sick of being alone. Like she says that in the dialogue, but you can get the sense they're both lonely, and they want and no one's going to want to hang out with him because he's drinking himself to death. So he's going to do it alone. And no one wants to hang out with her, this prostitute. So they find someone who's as fucked up as they are. And that that's, to me, what, kind of what I get from their their relationship. Yeah. I mean, and I'd buy that, but his relationship with her is so one-sided. Yeah, he doesn't it is. provide anything it, ever. Right? No, he's you're always, right. He's always demanding he's everything. He's yeah, taking. he's taking constantly. And it's, it's the relationship is so one-sided that, to me... It, it removes the credibility from what you were saying, Colin. With That's that fair. Side of like the not judging. Like surely that is present. He he doesn't judge her. Um, the he relationship has like that either. radical acceptance. No, but he doesn't. He he He's so determined to set out. So basically what she has in the house is um like an emotional support animal with terminal fucking... Yeah. Kill myself. Yeah. Yeah. It's no, yeah, it's, like there's the, no the real only time, relationship here. No, and the only time like he gets hot for her really is when she pours the booze all over herself. That's the sexy thing that he mm-hmm. that he wanted, but it involves the booze. Otherwise, he loves the booze more than her, and he constantly is reminding her of that. Like with the earrings he gives her and tells her she'll fucking feel it biting into her ear when someone's pushing her head down into a pillow and fucking her. Yeah. Um. He's just awful to her, and then like the ultimate when he gets that other prostitute home, because he just doesn't give a fuck. No, and he knows that's the worst insult because she has been offer like asking to fuck him, right? But he asks to leave, and she says, "No, you can't." He he. So asks what's so to evil is that because he, he doesn't because he feels those pangs of uh, guilt. I think. Yeah, no, but I know, but what I mean is because she won't let him go because she says no and she's upset and cries, he does something so horrible that she kicks him out. Like, that's the douchebag move, you know? No, but I think think that's not the douchebag move. I think it's the, it's, I think he was doing it with the best intentions. He was doing it. Yeah, I think, no, I think he was doing it so she would kick him out. Yeah, she he was, was like, he was, but for that, I but think that's what I mean. Selfish. He was trying to be noble in the sickest way possible. Uh, and I thought he was being he selfish. Was like, he was like, she won't noble kick in me the out. sickest she, way possible. Is that yeah. not a, a metaphor for shady? Like, 
I mean, I mean, I think it's. I don't think it's the um, a metaphor for shady. I think it's it's um, <laughs> if anything, it's the metaphor for like ill placed best will, right? Yeah, ill placed. Yeah, I can best see it's self destructing right? to get what you want, what you yeah, feel is just, best, even if just, it's not for you. Yeah, just a dysfunctional person trying to do right, right? Well, well one thing I can say, I I um haven't drank in a while because I used to get like really, really drunk, blackout drunk. And then my thing used to be to say the most inappropriate, (laughs) worst thing to a person that I could think of. And so I wondered if he suffered a bit of of that. Yeah. (laughs) No, Um, that's John comes by that uh, individually. Don't take it away from him. Yeah. No, so it's just a white, it's a white trait. It is a white trait. Except for Dave that gets stabby with pens and things. (laughs) Just whites in general. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, But I like what Colin said there because she says, um, he says, she asked him to see a doctor and then he says, maybe I should move out. And then she's like, no, that's, we're going to drop it and, and that'll be that. We won't talk about that. And then, yeah, I guess through some fucked up way, he does that on purpose to hurt her and, and, Make, so him, show, make her let him, him go. But well, that, he doesn't. That's he, selfish. He wasn't being selfless. He was being selfish. No, I think that was selfless. He has it good there. She's waiting on him hand and foot. She accepts him regardless, right? And like that's the best place he can drink himself to death. But I think there's a couple things at play. I think a don't interrupt. I think a I see your breath. I see your breath. Don't do it. He, A, um, I think, like, as a sense of self-punishment, right, doesn't feel like he deserves the love that he's receiving from her, and so he's moving away from it. And I think another thing is that he realizes that she won't do the right thing for her and separate, so he does something so terrible that he forces her hand, and also in that moment, because it's the one thing he can do to benefit her, and the only reason he actually has the willpower to do it is because he will also get something from it. He could have written down what you said and put it in a note and left instead of doing what he did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, put it in a note and just walk the fuck out. That but means, instead that's not he did very, that uh, instead. Visual. It, it is not, but she could read it and it could be voiceover or something. Show, show don't tell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know, but this Give is the worst thing you can do. Well, but, that, but so here's something else, though. This movie, I wonder, like, does the, the typical structure, conventional stuff, like, uh, apply in this type of movie that's not asking you to like and cheer for characters? It's more just a, a crazy, sick slice of life that has some, like, maybe some intentional truth behind it because this is based on a book. Um by it's a guy gone. who like wanted to do this but didn't but then he, once the once his book novel about this came out he killed himself once he found out it was going to be optioned to make it into a movie nice that's a better story than this <laughs> so anyways i, I would John, not John kill myself if my book was about to become successful I, by I, the way. I'll, I'll tell like, you don't don't ever be what afraid if of you that? were ben but this is like basically ben wrote a semi-autobiographical book so I'm, dude, I'm, I'm calling nonsense man, on, on John. So I'm going to call weird. like nonsense. Is it nonsense that I say when someone's waxing about po- art or whatever? Did you say John sense? 
Yeah, well, because what John just said was like maybe it's just this weird random slice of life that this person wanted to like make a movie out of or whatever. And it's like, yeah, but if that is like not watchable and bad, then does that mean it's you like you can do that, but you, it has to be something that's good, right? You yeah. you could attempt to do this and it be shitty, and it's still shitty. It's not <laughs> it doesn't fix it. <laughs> it was like, well, he was trying to do something weird and beautiful. Yeah, he failed. Uh, he do failed you think visibly. Do you think the movie is shitty? It's it's not good. It's not good. Did you previously like this movie? I saw it a long time ago and was like, oh, it's amazing. Nick Cage won the Oscar. He's so good. And now I watched it this time. And I was like, no, nah, that was all wrong. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. I was John young and dumb and listening to the Oscars. Who won Oscars was important. John, what about you? This is like the type of movie like... Um what are the movies you only watch once? Like Gummo or... Um, Requiem, uh, for dream. Requiem for a Dream. 12 Years uh, yeah. yeah, 12 Years... Like, there are movies like that that are made that have uh, yes. beautiful things about them, yeah. I guess. And they, they usually have something so fucked up and sad that you're like, wow. And is that real? Could that have been real? You know, that's kind of where I'm left, unless it's like a sci-fi movie. But... Um, but this movie, I didn't enjoy it this time around. It was like so dark and blah. And then like, I'm like, who am I cheering for? And I'm just kind of watching a train wreck and it's like really hard to watch. And uh, I get it, but it's like, I don't feel sympathy for for alcoholics like Ben who would go to do something like that. So I don't feel any sympathy for what he went through. I do feel sorry for Elizabeth Shue's character, but at the same time uh she like was a willing participant and all that stuff so that's just a hard a hard knock and then i'm like is what what about this story is worth telling like what did we learn don't drink too much prostitutes are real people uh latvians are bad in the mafia <laughs> but other latvians are very nice normal non-mafia La- latvians are great um so yeah so then it then it ended and i was like god damn i'm sad that's what i'm that saying movie. that's what i'm saying but like Nick, i i could literally edit this movie i could do it in an hour i take out all of the best i take up the first 16 minutes of ben stuff take all of that out find some stock footage of a car driving past a leaving las vegas sign and put that at the end of the movie and he dies and she has sex with a, a dead man with a boner you gotta change that and it's no i like that i like that a lot yeah he should have been dead he should have died and then she climbed on top of him and had sex with him that would have been way better Uh, i mean that does take away from a bit from the uh well you know it's about her the movie's about her though it's what she wanted to do who cares but it's dead now he's a dead man but she becomes a rapist (laughs) in that then no, he's dead. He, he's not being raped. He's dead. <laughs> Look, you have to appreciate that uh, the common perspective be, would be. She becomes. She, I appreciate your perspective is that dead people immediately become furniture, but a lot of people seem <laughs> to think that that body still deserves some level of I respect, know, and I shouldn't just fuck it because it's hamburger. You know. Well, okay. Well, that part's gross. What you just said, but. <laughs> It's not rape, it's necrophilia. <laughs> they have a name for it, and it's necrophilia, and that's how this movie yeah, should end. I'm not sure necrophilia is still consent. rape, though. Yeah, I think it would be. But, I mean, she, it's not like Nick Cage didn't want to bang her. He just knew he couldn't, so he didn't want to complicate yeah. things by, like, having whiskey dick with her 24-7. Yeah, because the hooker that's there 
obviously is um, not satisfied. No, uh, she wasn't finished or whatever. But yeah. I don't think there was anything going. No. It was starting. It was just starting. Nick Cage, um, there's zero fucking way that Nick Cage could get a boner at that point. Yeah, His no, liver's yeah, basically no. operational. But I His think heart, like he I, hasn't fucking moved. He hasn't eaten. The guy's barely consuming fucking water. The only water his body is getting is through alcohol. Like, Jesus Christ, the body can take a lot. But I thought um, that was, a, this thought that was guy a condition of not death. fucking anything except maybe, for himself. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just like thinking about clerks or whatever, where the guy died jerking off on the toilet and she thought it was Dante and she went and had sex with him. <laughs> but I thought there was something about. But I think the paramedics in there say that a lot of times when people die, they do get an erection. Men like yeah, right after death. To be true. Yeah. So like, I'm, I mean, I'm that's not is, what I was fighting. Oh, oh, but you said that he, you said he couldn't get a boner because he didn't have any. No, I'm saying as a living man, he couldn't get a boner. No, but as a dead man, fucking alcoholic as a dead man. Yes, he can. Well, let me tell you as a dead man, I would question if he could too, because his boner problems would be totally biological, not mental. Ah, It would be mental and biological. And his would be from like all sorts of broken down mechanisms in his body. Right? Yeah, when convince me. No, you've convinced me. Yes, that's all I wanted. Stop argument before I lose. So, <laughs> would you would you would you agree with this statement uh, about the movie? Oscar awarded Nicolas Cage finds humanity in his character as it bleeds away in this no frills, exhilaratingly dark portrait of destruction. No, did you write that, or is that something you read? No, that's a consensus from Rotten Tomatoes. Well, I disagree. Yeah, I completely um, disagree with that statement. I don't think he gets any human uh, elements. I don't think Nick Cage learns anything. Like his, his, yeah, like when we meet him, he's so at the bottom and he goes deeper into the bottom, but it's it's not a different, it's only a different place because he like throws over a, um, a table and, but it's not like really that bad. Like watching him descend into like the, 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 wretches of health and stuff like that when he starts to get like the bad shakes and sweats like i would never shake that man's hand he'd be just like oh my god what is wrong with you go see a doctor oh, yeah. dude and no. everyone's just all too happy to watch him die um yeah it, it just like finds humanity i don't know i just no. i don't dig what? his character i just i just don't dig his character at he all doesn't he doesn't realize humanity. anything he pushes the drinking thing that to the ru- limit and kills the, himself. The thing that even ruins this movie for me, if you the beginning of the movie with that woman that he hits on in the bar, the way that he talks to her and like basically sexually assaults her, I would ne- I could never get behind him again after that scene. They should have never had that scene in the movie. They should have cut that scene in half and had the part where he's looking down at the, the bar and saying, will you come home and sleep with me? I'm lonely and you're so beautiful. That could have been left in. But the part where he's so creepy should yeah. have been taken out. That was dis- disgusting. He, you can't come back from me and show me a guy like that. Yeah, you know what? It Actually, also, if I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be down. If I saw someone doing that to someone in a bar, I'd probably be like creeped out to step in. Well, and why did we never see that again when he's actually living with a hooker? Yeah, you're right. Prostitute, sex worker, whatever the thing is, he's there. And he's never a creep. Like, what is it? Is it, it, it then it is a love at first sight and they are just completely dysfunctional and don't know how to be um, people to each other. 
That's the only yeah. other explanation, and that's a reach. Yeah, yeah. It's bad. Again, like I, I think, I think you get you do get taken in by some of Nick Cage's um, acting in this, and his his performance is like so over the top. But on P- watching it, it around, I don't. Yeah, and watching it around this time, it's not like this end to end. Like I have to watch him amazing. He does a lot, and he gets stretches a lot as only Nick Cage can. And so I'm not saying he didn't deserve for this because he does a really great job. And it's this character has like, it's not a, it's an interesting range of like loaded normal all the way to like paralytic drank too much fucking rubbing alcohol kind of guy. Like, and like heavy levels of sweat. It's not like range of a normal actor or actress who'd be like serious. And then, uh, emotional and then angry and then strong. He's just like loaded and then more loaded and he pulls it off. Right. Yeah. Um, but, but the statement here about his character, like finding humanity or anything about, I don't know what, what was it again? Uh, yeah. Nick Cage finds humanity in his character. It doesn't make me be like, Oh my God, this movie should make me be like either. Oh man, this poor guy. And I think Colin's right. If his former family had died, that would be like enough of a reason for me to be like, oh, wow. But it, that's not the case. And it seems like they're very much alive. And he just is a guy who lost his job and like and and had probably some emotional issues and divorce and all that and decides to kill himself. Like, what the fuck? You could have even pulled back from death yeah, and, and had the right. opening scene. You could even pull back from death and have the opening scene be him sitting across from his wife and their lawyers and he loses cu- getting the rights to see his kid. He loses custody. She gets full custody. And then cut to the way the movie starts now. Something. Give me fucking something. Yeah. Brent, go ahead. Um, well, I just I think I was just agreeing with that. But I, I think that it's necessary to see um, the depths of his despair. I can't remember what my exact thought was now. I'm so fucked. What were you saying before, John? Whatever John said cued it. Yeah, well, just that we don't get much of him. Like, much to get behind for him. He's just... He's just... uh, He's in the midst of it already. (laughs) He is, yes. He's already at a very crazy bottom. Yeah, Um, he's at so at a bottom already. So there's no movement. It's kind of test patterny. Yeah, he's not no different from the beginning or the end. No, he's just physically worse. Physically. <laughs> well, and oh, sorry, Physi- that's what I was gonna say. Is that it does it does make him not believable as a character if we don't see, like, you know what I mean, like uh, like physics, right? Like a force is impacted on something, and then that thing reacts in a commensurate manner. That's what we are not seeing with him. We are seeing a person act completely irrationally. And as far as we can tell, it's just because things at work are going kind of bad and his relationship broke up. Right. But we're not seeing anything beyond that. And because so like extraordinary actions require extraordinary cause or whatever it is. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Exaggerate. I'm saying the wrong thing, but you know what I mean? Jesus Christ. I do. Extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence is what I'm trying to fucking okay, order out like a, re, a reject. That um, works. And this movie doesn't do that. It, it makes claims of what the character is, yeah, but it does not follow through on showing us why. Like, 
cause and effect and there's no cause and there's only effect and the effect is irrational is the point that I've been making. Yeah, it's the same as a, for five minutes. It's, so it's the same as a bad, bad guy. We always talk about these mustache twisting bad guys, but we don't know why they're doing what they're doing. This yeah. is exactly the same thing. We don't know why he's doing what he's doing. So it comes off as fake. Because but it doesn't have a, there's no motive. What's like, what's the motive for why and so he's therefore, acting this way? So therefore, it's not interesting. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Especially mean on especially on a rewatch, it's not interesting to watch him do the the level of dissension that they've written for him here, which is from insane alcoholic gonna be dead in ten years to insane alcoholic gonna be dead in three weeks, which yeah, is a big leap. Big leap. It's not <laughs> only not interesting; it's nonsensical. Yeah. Without background, it's not. Yeah, it, you need. I, I really felt like I needed that background. I thought the the Russian thing was going to give him something to do, and I was like, "Oh, does anything happen with those Russian guys?" But it doesn't. Like we all we get is a bit of why she is probably a bit shell shocked into her profession because dude like cut her up, and then she yeah. ran away and he found her. So like, I. But they don't make enough of it. They don't make a big deal about that. I mean, there's a scene, there's some dialogue, um, and then his like he kind of goes nuts. The people are interesting in this. Like that Latvian mafia guy, just like cries and seems to go a little bit crazy because like oh, I cut you at some point. No, why you make me do it? And he's like a cool, calm cucumber in another scene. Sound and like the guy from the room, Tommy Wiseau. Hey, Wiseau. I did Arlie, not. Hear her. Is in this. I did not. Arlie is in this as a nice salt and pepper, sixty-year-old uh, man in the bar. She Delicious. tries to get on his hog, and he's like offended. But this is uh, just more proof, once again, why you need structure and you need like a specific <laughs> structure to introduce a character into this story. It's just a not more, once again, more proof that like it's so important. Like you can try and make these crazy artistic films and stuff, but at the end of the day, they don't make any sense and they don't, they aren't good. They're boring because the characters don't have the depth they need. You haven't put it in there. You just want to tell this weird, wacky, off the wall thing. Blue Velvet, we need to watch Blue Velvet. Because oh. Blue Velvet is one of these movies that everyone said was art and, oh. and it was a film and we have to watch it. I'll tell that. you right now, I'm worried about awful. Blue Velvet. I'm worried about Mulholland Drive. I'm worried about oh. uh, what's the highway, Lost Highway. I bet you none of that shit works. It was no. It's avant-garde yep. um, hype. Nonsense. And I'm sorry to say it because <laughs> I grew up loving that shit and I love that it exists, but... I mean, under the same realm, right? This is like new content that at the time <laughs> yeah, yeah. is something that people are like, holy fuck, right? Yeah. But like yeah. now That's... we have things like the Serbian film and like uh. 4chan is easy to go to. So things aren't shocking anymore. So what we need is cause and effect. We need to see why he is so driven to this before we give a fuck about it. Yeah. yeah. And and it's it, like that's another reason why Pulp Fiction is such an amazing movie because Pulp Fiction does not adhere to any of these rules and it is amazing and like watchable over and over and over again. And and every so character is interesting. Every character has uh, will pull your interest into them. I guess yeah. I just said that with interest. It has, tons, no, it has tons of characters with tons of character building and it still doesn't get muddled. Think and about even though the, the story of, is is cut in a in an impractical way, you follow it. 
Yeah. But think about the opening scene of that movie is a guy and a girl who are going to rob a coffee shop. Well, they rob things and they end up robbing the coffee shop. But they have a conversation about why they're going to rob a coffee shop. And it's because they talk about all the other places you could rob and that it's safe. But why don't people rob a coffee shop? So we know their motive and why they're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> so we go along with it. Yeah. Like you have to, and that's what Pulp Fiction does in every scene. You know why people are doing what they're doing in the scenes. So is that what Quentin Tarantino does well? Is it is that he, he does a ton of exposition, but Dialogue, he does it so yeah. interestingly that everyone accepts it? Right? Think it's about so when stylistically yeah. cool and interesting that we're like, fine, right? Yeah. I don't mind being men. told exactly what's happening. It's the right Whereas characters. Nolan will do the exact same thing, but in such a fucking dumb fuck manner <laughs> that no one with any fucking, uh, you know, like awareness will will be following without saying like, does he even fucking observe his own goddamn rules? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, think, skip, skip to the very next scene in that movie. It's all about these two guys talking about stuff as they're going to do a hit. But we know why they're there. We yeah. know what's going on. Yeah. We, we, we know their motives. They're getting paid for this. Like, and then we just have this great and interesting conversation where we get to know them. It's, it's the audience knowing what's going on and having a reason why it's happening. And in this movie, a movie like this doesn't have it, doesn't have that. Well, and think about what that does too. like just to build off of that. When those guys are driving there and they're interacting, we don't really know who they are. All we're seeing is them interact. I mean, it's obvious that there is a professional relationship, right? Yeah. But we see them more as people in that moment, right? This is their like, this is them among peers, right? So we're getting yeah. to know them. So then when we see this character that is so often a stereotype, right? The hitman, right? The mafia guy or the whatever, right? When we see them bust into that room, we already identify with them so strongly as people because they had a conversation as real people that we can all fucking follow, right? And we all can to, see yeah. ourselves talking that way. And when they bust in, they're no longer a stereotype. They're real people to us. And then they become more impactful. And this movie does not build upon that at all, right? Like I can I can get behind an exaggerated character, but I need to see some relational foundation that is allowing me to fucking be there with you. Yeah. And God, yeah, that's I, I think I need that. I just think I need that in every movie that I watch now. I and think the that's relationships, a rule. The that's why the relationship doesn't make sense. Because we don't get it because they don't they're not they don't feel real. It just feels like it's just they they just they're forcing it. It's yeah. emotional manipulation. Yeah, it totally is. This is a bad movie. This is a bad movie that people loved and touted and critics fawned over this drivel. <laughs> I saw this drivel. for the first time maybe three months ago. Yeah. And then I watched it again uh, last week or the week before for the show. And both times left with the same feeling, like left with that same dirty feeling at the end of like Requiem. Yeah. Uh, where you feel like just miserable. Like it's so sad what you've witnessed, right? It's such a waste of, of uh, you know, opportunity and potential. And But <laughs> this one, 
as opposed to my last watchings of Requiem for a Dream, did not leave me with the sense that any of it made sense or made me want to watch more of it. I mean, <sighs> the music even didn't really sink me in. I know it was trying to be whatever it was. Yeah. It didn't work for me. No. I mean, I'll jump it. Should we jump it? I think we we can start to wrap. I mean, for sure. You might as well like peel, peel into it. Yeah, and we'll go. continue. But I, I will say for me, this movie doesn't hold up. I mean, not to say that this movie isn't emotionally impactful. It certainly is. It certainly makes me feel ways. And it's effective in that. But I don't feel like the rationalization behind it builds in a constructive manner, which makes it feel manipulative. And that to me isn't craft. It is, um, tricks, you know, tricks. Yeah. So, I mean, I want to love this movie. I love the craziness. I love Elizabeth Shue. I love Nick Cage. I just, uh, yeah. Fuck it, man. Not for me. <laughs> Colin, you, you think it holds up, right? Yeah, no, it's just a giant mess. It's like too bad because I think there's a movie in here that could be edited into something. And I think if the less Nick Cage, the better. You just have very little of him. You'd never see him alone. It's all Elizabeth Shue. Whenever he, you see Nick, it's with her. And otherwise, you don't see him. Can all those scenes seem more impactful, I think, in my mind, if you do it that way too? Think about when they go to the bar and he gets kicked out and she stops him from beating him up are all of the scenes between him and her if you don't know him and she's the main character it actually elevates everything and makes it better and it would probably be 90 minutes long and wouldn't be boring so yeah, you, i think yeah. you, i don't think this we, is necessarily a humpty dumpty it's close you show him way less he's almost yeah. like the monster like jaws yeah. like you show yeah, him way less he's the villain you just have guy. him as like that impending fucking doom that anxiety yeah. Right. He's that monkey on her back. Like what a great representation. And then when she leaves Las Vegas, goddamn, she got what a rescue, man. And you know what? You still need to tell me why he is the way he is, even if Colin, he's a jerk at the end genius. as he's dying. And he'll be like, fucking my wife and kid were killed. And she'll be like, oh, you see why now it makes sense. No, I don't want to know why. I'm the opposite. <laughs> I, I don't. I think you. I think John, he, you. John's being facetious. I think. I think you edit Nick Cage out of this movie completely, other than the scenes with her, and then you just all you add is a seat, a car of her driving out of Las Vegas. You don't even have to hire her. It's just yeah. her car and more <laughs> nudity, a little e, bit more, e, a little bit, a little bit. But anyway, so I think this could be fixed. You'd have to shoot new shit, oh, yeah. which is why I'm thinking. No, it, the only it, thing you'd have to shoot is a shot of a car driving past a Las Vegas sign, or steal it from another movie. And, so and you think Humpty Dumpty, John? I was thinking it might be, but I don't know. I'd like to see Colin's version. I guess it would be shorter, and if you cut 20 minutes of Nick Cage stuff out, 30. What's this? An <laughs> hour and 50 something? Yeah, yeah 51. So I could make it 90 or an, um, an hour 29 or something. 90 is great for this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you just want it short and tight. It's a great character study for Elizabeth Shue. Gives yeah. her a chance to shine where she You'd doesn't need, need to, to be over-exaggerated. You'd need to you shoot would. new shit for her to need a purpose to leave. She'd have to state a desire to want to get the fuck out at some point, but she feels trapped. And I, then, I her, then her pimp goes, and then she still has to hit the street to make money. And then she's like, what if we could go together? Like, you could see a doctor. We could move somewhere. I don't care about money. I just wanted to love you. And he's like, I love booze. And then she's like, I'm out of here. 
No, 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 no. What happens is, no, I'm, what I'm saying is it's exactly the way it is now, but with no Nick Cage without her. But every other scene would stay basically the same. And yeah, you had a car driving out of Las Vegas at the end. She just, that happens. She sleeps with him and then she leaves Las Vegas. I think Cage is gay. I think Ben Sanderson is gay. That's why his marriage broke up and that's why he's not sleeping with her and he's not sleeping with anyone. Oh my God. Interesting. Oh my God. Okay, Brent. He's dealing with an industry at a time that is completely homophobic and he cannot find himself and he feels the only rescue, I mean, tragically, is to drink himself to Oh my God. No, but think about this. Brent's right. If she leans in and all you have to do is hire Nick Cage for one day to do some... ADR in a sound booth and he just says like before he dies you have him say I'm gay that would be amazing that That would be that would be amazing you think you think it's you think you would be happy if at the end of the movie he just goes I'm gay and then it's (laughs) like like, what if he's like I'm gonna tell you something I've never told anybody and then she says what and he says I'm gay and then he dies I can take a full fist rectally. <laughs> Anyways, I'm just saying it could be fixed. And I don't think you'd have to shoot any new stuff. Just a little ADR, Nick Cage. I'm going to send this to your Instagram. I think you should do this. We can fix your movie, bud. Well, Elizabeth's movie. <laughs> that you but you're still be in it. You're still going to be in it. Less of you. You're going to be in the movie. <laughs> a lot The less. one guy to win an award for the movie. You in this. No, we're going to do this, Nick. <laughs> you know what? He's a reasonable guy. I believe that he would see the rationale in this. Dude, okay. Nick Cage, I am I am entirely in the sense that Nick Cage is an amazing person. I love Nick Cage. Yeah, uh, yeah. I have no problem with him. I just he think seems he, awesome. This isn't his movie, it's hers, and then you just edit it in that way. That's all. That I agree it's with. I think him. he was the name. Like, when this movie come out? Shit, what yeah, year? It's all screenplay, 95, yeah. It's all screenplay, I mean, and you just... This bad. is still a very male-dominated field. Okay, it is, yeah. yeah. And and Which this is why you edit him out of it. I won't I won't take any more time of anybody, so I'll just say this doesn't hold up either. Um but I did want to then <laughs> ask a question. Uh, directing Oscar nod for Mike Figgis for this movie, yes or no? No. What did he no. did he get one? Yes yeah, he, did. he did. And the best oh God, no. best adapted screenplay. Gibson won instead Scre- though. The screenplay is trash. Unless you <laughs> edit it the way we did, you take out a lot of pages. Yeah, I mean, who knows how closely... Do they measure the actual screenplay against the released movie? Or is the released movie considered as a screenplay? How does that work? That's a great question. I don't know the answer to that. I don't know that either. I I think it would be the released movie, the shooting script. Okay, yeah. Then the writer's not actually getting credit for the right thing because he might have written a very brilliant adaption. Um, I know, but I'm saying you got to cut 30 pages out. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just trying to shoot other ideas out. Pew, pew, <laughs> ideas. Pew, pew, pew idea. Pew, pew. Ideas. Did you um, know Figgis uh, directed an episode of The Sopranos? I did know that. But only Jesus in doing Christ research John, for the show. You know everything. Was yeah, it no, a good I just movie? learned it not long ago. A good episode? Uh, Cold Cuts. I can't actually remember which one that is. Mm, neither can I. The name sounds familiar. Um, All right. All right. Yeah, there's there's some crazy stuff in this. Like it doesn't automatically come to mind, but she gets raped pretty brutally. Yes, that seems awful. upsetting. It's very upsetting. Very upsetting. Because you kind of like care about her in a way. 
But you totally like, care about her. And when, when she like gets ready to go out, it's like her suit of armor to make herself look like the, the part. Um, so yeah, it makes you like, and then I think that maybe the most tender, uh, scene in the movie, which is, uh, is in the casino when he drops the guy's money and bends down to pick it up. And then she says, I love you. It's the only time she says it. Yeah. I think it is anyway, until maybe after he's dead, but I say, if Nick Cage listens to this, he buys the rights back and he edits it and releases a, a Nick Cage version of this with less Nick Cage. I love it. Yeah, it's just crazy <laughs> enough to work. <laughs> this whole idea. <laughs> um, okay, well, three no holds up. I just this is like one of those movies with the bad taste afterwards. Like I think uh, the one thing I do think though is that um, Requiem for a Dream, as awful as that movie is to watch, at least took you along for the ride with the characters. They just happened to go from like fresh cut teens to ass raping arm chop off stuff which is like crazy uh and it's, this, it's a crazy arc like unlike this movie which is like they might as well start it out as addicts in jail and then they get a they get an infection from a bad jail needle that would be the the equivalent and yeah the thing i think that works for requiem is that it is um they do learn that movie they do have an arc it's just it's it shows the strength of addiction Right. Like they all seem to be um, appreciating the depths that they are sinking to. Yeah. And and you witness their like loss of innocence and then their like loss of their restrictions. Right. Yeah. And but you're witnessing that change. I mean, it's not a happy movie. It's not like no one wins at the end of that. But no. it is very much a, a, a change. Yeah. I would like to make Whereas a suggestion. This movie, like on- Nick Cage doesn't change at all. And I would argue neither does uh, Elizabeth Shue. Yeah, you're not wrong about no, that. But if she, she leaves Las Vegas, then maybe that means she changed. Or if you put my it's little just yeah. two people in there. that use each other for a little while. Yeah, yeah. she's gonna go back to work. I get the feeling, right? And like that's she's why just, she needs to leave. Yeah, because it's also in the title. <laughs> she like it she just got raped and banged her friend, who then just died right after, and like it's you know what it's time to move to a new place after that shit goes down yeah there you go so that's a change perspective shift also after this podcast what i think we should do i propose here on the podcast that because this movie is an artsy movie that everybody talks about stuff the one we need to do is fear and loathing in las vegas we need to do that next right away oh i will absolutely do that movie yes that's what we're gonna do we should do that next well, then oh, there was please, two other please, movies may we. that we talked about recently, which was Training Day and L.A. Confidential. Yes. We'll do those and after. Then, so we'll do those I after. I think we should follow those with Requiem because we discussed that very strongly tonight and All right. times. All right. That one will be really hard for me to watch again because the old woman reminds me of my uh, mom all the time. But and she dude, gets addicted to pills. I watched that pills. movie high the first time. And when I finished, I was like, I got to call my mom. Like yeah. That movie broke my <laughs> fucking brain. No, because I know how to be high. You knew better, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So well, I there say you Fear and Loathing it. Las Vegas next week. Jammed, packed, September. Fear mm. and Loathing in Las Vegas. Training Day, LA Confidential, and then Requiem for a fucking put me to sleep. Uh, kill me. Dream. <laughs> oh, my God. Dream. Yeah, that's going to be hard to watch. Oh, my God. I can't believe we're going to do that one. Ass to ass. Although I'd rather watch Requiem <laughs> every day of the week <laughs> than 12 <laughs> Years a Slave. Yeah, me yeah. 
and maybe both before leaving Las Vegas. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> bum, bum. oh bum, what bum. a fucking disappointment statement. Disappointment. That's what I'd say. I expected a lot from this. Maybe I put it up on too much of a pedestal, but that's what you get when you're playing with Nick Cage Fire. So we'll get back to you uh, next week with a good one, and the whole month of September will be awesome as well. Thanks for listening to this one. What? Less is more, Nick. Less is more. Yeah, a little bit less is more. Not always, Nick. I love your fucking crazy shit. Go Not crazy. Yeah, but just in this Not one, just bees. in this one, you, y'all make so much money if you release it. More than the 50 this made? Maybe. Uh, streaming services will play it if it's his cut. Nice, nice. Okay, cool. Check you later, folks. Thanks for coming over this one. We'll see you Check in the next one. And as always, enjoy your shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.